Welcome to Gardening with Daddy Pete. Let's join our host, Melvin York. Well, hello, everyone. This is Melvin York, and you're listening to Gardening with Daddy Pete today. Uh, I've had several questions over the last week or so, and I wanted to get around and try to answer those. Because maybe some other people was wanting to plant sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes is something that uh, does require somewhat a lot of ground. But you can grow them in pots, and as long as it's a big enough pot, you can grow them in raised beds. Um, the main thing with the sweet potato is, and we'll talk more about that, is having a proper soil and the pH kind of varied. Sweet potatoes will pretty much grow in the Piedmont area, down the Sand Hill area, without a problem all North Carolina. So if you're in that thing now, here's what we want to do. There's 21 of the best sweet potato cultivars. I'm going to go over some of the ones that I've grown here in the Piedmont of North Carolina and had success not saying the others won't. Now, if you'd like to listen to our um, and you can click on our podcast and it tells you the times, the places that you can listen to it. You can uh, get the alert and when we're on the air, it will let you know that we're starting a podcast. Also, uh, while you're there, you can archive some of the many other gardening topics and different fruits, vegetables, herbs, shrubs that we've talked about, and we're adding to those all the time. So that would be a good thing to do also. And I'll remind you of that at the end of the podcast. But growing sweet potatoes. One thing, sweet potatoes has an 85 to some of them as much as 120. 20 days until they're ready to pick. Now, a good thing this time of the year uh, or any time of the year that you're doing sweet potatoes, you want to make sure that the ground's good and warm at least a month or so after frost date, 45 days after the last frost is usually a good time if you have a decent summer like we do here in the Piedmont. If not, what you always want to do is get your average first frost date of the year, and you can do that by going to your extension page. You can do it through some of the weather services. Do keep that tally up for you and get the earliest one where you've had frost and back that up the days of whichever cultivar of sweet potato you're planting. Now, I'm going to go over some of them, but I'm going to give you the ones um that I've grown and done well in this area. Some of those do come in uh, quicker than the others. You'll see there's different colors of the sweet potatoes. There's the white sweet potato, there's an orange, there's a yellow, there's a deep orange, there's some blue, there's some purples. Uh, Then you've got yams included in on that. So there's different types. Uh, Some fine more uh, than others. So these, you want to make sure that you do pick a sweet potato that's up to your taste if you want something rich, depending on what you're going to do. Are you going to make pies with it? Um, are you going to use it to uh, make uh, some of the sweet potato desserts we have at uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas? Um, are you going to do that? Are you going to make fries with it? Sweet potato fries is really called on. And depending on the variety, uh, the taste varies from one variety to the next as far as sweetness goes. Another thing, if you're trying to keep them over winter, you need to keep them in a cool place. Spread them out. Let them get air. They need to be in the dark, cool place. Uh, some of the varieties do 
keep better over winter than the others. So these are some things you want to look at when you are deciding which one you want to grow. And pretty much any one of these will be right uh, for the southeast area here. So let me just go over those right quick for you. And uh, the first one is the Bayou Bell. And then the Beauregard. Beauregard's is probably one of the uh, most grown in North Carolina commercially. Uh, they are a good uniform growth, a nice size potato, an orange flesh. They are very good. Uh, I like the Beauregard's. That's one of my favorite. Burgundy is another one. It's got more of a reddish color to it. Again, a good sweet potato. Centennial, I've grown that. I do like the Centennials. Uh, then you have the Covington. Um, you have the Garnet, the Georgia Jet. Georgia Jet is another one that is a good sweet potato to grow. You have the Hannah, the Heart of Gold, which is more of the yellow potato. Uh, the Hernandez, Jewel, I've grown jewels. I do like those. The jewels seem to be just a little bit, um, come off just a little quicker. In other words, they get through earlier. So depending on what time of year you're going, how much timeline you have, that may be more to do. So you look at these, and the first thing you want to do is, okay, how many growing days does it take to, to uh, grow this crop of potatoes? And look at your planting date and your first fraught date, and make sure that you have a few extra days in between those because there are such things as an earlier frost and a lot of times a later one. Now, one good thing about sweet potatoes, if you've grown them and they've been in the ground almost their whole time, and you say, okay, they're going for a frost, so I'm not going to do, go cut the vines and pull them off. Just cut the vines, pull them off, leave the sweet potatoes in the ground as far as the frost goes, it's not going to hurt them. Will they quit growing there once the vine's up? Yes. But that's fine. Your crop of potatoes is there that you can get out uh, when you get a chance to then. You do not want those to freeze into the ground unless they're very deeper than what I think most people put them in. So, But that does buy you some time on the frost where you don't have to run home. It's going to frost tonight, and I've got to plow up sweet potatoes or dig up sweet potatoes. Another one of those sweet potato cultivars is Korean purple. Never tried that. Um, then we have a Nancy Hall. Um, I've seen those, but have not ate those. Oh, Henry's, Okinawa's, Puerto Rican. Puerto Rica is a good sweet potato. Uh, again, a little more lighter flesh in it, uh, but they do produce a nice potato. Then you have the Samoa and the Vardaman. And that's just a few, uh, I'd say the top 18, 19 varieties of your best sweet potatoes. Now, when you're preparing your soil for sweet potatoes, you want to make sure that it has a, a well-drained, loamy-like soil, and putting them in a raised bed would be perfect. Uh, I recommend that uh, when we mix in our daddy peat is that you use something like a raised bed or a lawn and garden soil. And if you're doing it in the garden with red clay, I recommend myself. That's uh, what I use. So uh, if I'm doing it in the red clay, I like to use the planting mix. But one thing you always want to do when you're doing sweet potatoes is make that hill, make that row. Build it up and build it wide. Set your sweet potatoes in the middle of that, your slips. It's what we call a sweet potato plants to slip. So sit your slips there. A lot of people will say 12 to 18 inches. 
what I'm telling you is 18 to 24, because if those, if the ground is right, if your plant is getting what it needs, if your pH is between five, eight, six, two, you've checked that. Uh, if your fertilization's right, those potatoes will spread out and grow. And I mean, they will get on with it. It happens to be more, tend to be more of a uh, damp spring or early fall when those vines are laying on the ground. If the soil's loosened up, <laughs> I have seen them root down off of the vine and make smaller potatoes. So uh, they're very easy as a plant. It's very, very easy to root. I know of people that's cut the leaves back uh, away from the plant. They'll go out about 18, 20 inches because you do have some long runners on these plants. And snip a leaf or two, bury about six to eight inches of that plant in the hill, good and deep. And when they get ready to take up potatoes, it also has produced potatoes too. So... That's kind of the thing that we're looking at when you're growing sweet potatoes. Now, again, make sure that you make the hills up or you have a raised bed. It's very important. Sweet potatoes do not like to sit in a damp location. They like their air around them. So you want to make sure that you do have a soil that's well-drained, whether it be a loamy sand type. Uh, what do you take? Uh, like I say, you amend the clay with something like our planting mix uh, and give it some. Now, if I was doing clay and planting mix and I wanted to add in just a little bit of sand, I would do that too. What you're doing is you're preparing a place for those sweet potatoes to grow out and they don't have any resistance growing into a hard clay or down into a muddy situation. So keep that in mind. I hope that's helped people. You know, sweet potato slips usually don't show up around here in most of your garden centers, somewhere around the 1st of June. And be honest with you, 1st of June is a good planting time. I always uh, like to plant sweet potatoes and field peas like the Purple Hall or the Red Ripper, the Crowder variety peas in that same period of time. Uh, that way, these type crops don't like cold ground. And the thing, again, they don't like real ground that holds a lot of water, just some water. So they like more of the drain type soil. So when you're picking your varieties of sweet potatoes, look at your grow dates. How long is it going to take this sweet potatoes to grow? Do I have enough time before the first frost hits? That's the main thing. Again, let me give you just a few of those again. Your Bayou Bell, Beauregard, which I think is probably one of the number one that we grow in the state. If I'm not mistaken, unless something's changed, you have your Burgundy, your Centennial, another good potato, Covington, the uh, Garnet, the Georgia Jet, the Hannah, Heart of Gold, Hernandez, Jewel, a good potato, Korean Purple, um, Nasty Hall, O'Henry, uh, Okinawa, we have the Puerto Rica, uh, some more, and the Vardaman. I'm not seeing any of these other potatoes any good or maybe even better but I have not tried some of these. So just want to give you the cultivar and you do your homework on that. Okay. Now, if you get a chance, sure enough, go to our website, which is daddypeats.com. I told you the first to our broadcast. We'd go back over that so you can get the information that you need. You can go to our website and click on our podcast there and uh, sign up for uh, our email 
We send that out every month. It's a monthly gardening tip email. Go straight to your email once a month. Let you know what's going on or what you need to be doing for that month. While you're at the podcast part, we do have those archived. You can click on that. When you do hear a podcast, there should be a place where you could click uh, so that you can get uh, where they will give you the uh, little notification that our podcast is on so you can turn right to it and listen. It does give you all the different places that you can pick up our podcast on. And while you're there, look at our uh, complete line of Daddy Pete soils, mixes, uh, barks, mulches, uh, we are very proud of what we've done. Daddy Pete, we've been uh, around. The farm's been around since 1907 in the same family for a 100-plus-year farm here in North Carolina. Also, uh, one thing that uh, we have made our slogan over the years, and we do want people to know that we help you grow, and that's exactly what we intend to do. I take calls. I take emails from consumers, from people listening to our podcast uh, every day. And we are glad to get them. We're glad to answer your questions. Or if we don't know the answer, we'll get you an answer. Uh, So a lot of times I will do that, but you can click on ask a question or make a comment on that same Daddy Pete page. And believe it or not, we do answer them. You know, if you ask a question, you want to leave your email, I'll be more than glad to respond to you. Uh, If you would like to send me an email at Daddy Pete, my email is just as simple as Melvin. It's all lowercase. M-E-L-V-I-N, Melvin, at Daddy, D-A-D-D-Y, Pete's, dot com. Melvin at DaddyPete's.com, all lowercase. And if you've got a question or a comment and you want to shoot me an email, feel free to because we do love hearing from uh, each and every one of our gardeners and our gardener friends. And, uh, you know, here's the thing about, I've been doing this for 60 years, a little over, uh, but I don't know it all. And there's different techniques and uh, because of different regions, people have done things different. And I'm always, always ready to learn something new, a different variety. Maybe you have a different heirloom that I have not run across. Love to know about it. So, you know, not just me talking here on the podcast, but I would love for you to share your knowledge with me also so that we can share it with our listeners. And hopefully uh, everyone get through this garden. If you've been watching anything at all, I said something on our other podcast here a few weeks about about uh, soybeans and vegetable oil. I'm getting ready to do a whole segment on that, and it'll probably be two or three segments because it'll be uh, a fairly long one. And uh, But uh, the more that I get into this and everything with the FDA, the USDA, different things, uh, I know why I'm encouraging people to grow their own food. You know, we owe it to our family. We owe it to our, we owe it to our fathers, mothers, grandfathers, aunts, uncles, neighbors, the whole nine yards. So we want to make sure that you're successful. When you take time to buy the soil, put in the raised beds, pots, whatever the case may be, grow bags, and you buy your seeds, your plant, we want to make sure that you get to take something out of that and put on your table, something that you can take and put up for the winter. And I will promise you one thing, if you have children, if you get them young, uh, started with this garden, 
when they see that they have produced something to add to the supper table, you know, it is really going to overjoy them. And it will give them a drive to continue on. And years later, when people may need to know the garden. And right now, believe it or not, right now it's just about a need. Uh, if you've been to the grocery store and looked at some of the produce that would be being offered and whatever. If you can't grow a garden, uh, as not everybody can, I understand that. But we do have local farmers here that grows quality produce, uh, fruits, vegetables. You know, get with those. Get with those. Get to know those people. Okay, they want you to get to know them. You know, know them, know what they grow, know the varieties, ask questions. They don't mind. Trust me, they don't mind. Uh, if you're a gardener, most of the time you enjoy sharing your knowledge with other people, whether they're buying it from you or whether they're wanting to start their own garden or what. And that's what we do here. Well, it's about that time. I guess I best wrap this up for now. But uh, I do appreciate each and every one of you that send in questions and calls. Send in your emails. I do appreciate each and every one of you that's listening. I hope we've helped. But uh, the main thing is, if you do have a question or comment, please, please take the time to send it in. And there is no bad question. Okay, there is none. There is none. Don't say, well, you know, I, you know, I've just started this, and you know, I kind of feel silly asking this question. Every one of us had to start. Every one of us had to ask that silly question. So there is no silly questions, okay? Just good questions on how we can help you be successful. Well, again, I want to thank you for listening to our podcast. It's called Gardening with Daddy Pete, and I'm your host, Melvin York. Thank you for joining today's Gardening with Daddy Pete. You can check out our website at daddypeets.com for additional gardening tips and our podcast at gardeningwithdaddypete.podbean.com. You can also join us on Amazon, Apple, or Spotify. 